Welcome back to the BitGo Things podcast. It's Laura here, your host, and today we'll be talking about overcoming anxiety, combating the negative self-talk inside our head. How many times have you wanted to get up and just do the right thing, but the voice inside your head tells you just five more minutes? How many times have you wanted to raise your hand and speak up and share your ideas, but the voice inside your head tells you, maybe we need more information before we say these out loud? How many times have you wanted to reach out and talk to someone, but the voice inside your head says, it's okay, you know, they probably have got other friends in their life. Anxiety can often feel like we're never enough, that what we have to say doesn't really matter, or that the way that we are just isn't the quote-unquote right way to be. Do you ever worry about what everyone else thinks about you? Or do you ever wonder how your actions are inconveniencing everyone else? Or that you are inconveniencing everyone else? Like, I'm not any medical professional, but it doesn't take one to know that this must feel like absolute shit. I once felt like this a long time ago too, and it was often, and the changes were quite subtle, but the more I allowed this to go on for, the more anxious I felt every single day. And soon enough, the voices in my head were so loud, and I honestly thought I was going insane. Negative self-talk has helped me back from so much of my potential and it slowed my ability to work harder and it's definitely shallowed my self-confidence as well. Reflecting on where I am right now today, I'm so, so grateful that I no longer feel that way. That the person that I am now is strong, confident and I'm so proud of my own worth and my abilities. And I wish someone had shared this with me when I was going through the turmoil to show me some light. So here are my three tips for overcoming anxiety and the negative self-talk inside our head. So tip number one, people don't really care as much as we think they do. Number two, consume more positive content. Number three, practice praising yourself. But before we get right into today's three tips, I'd like to start off the episode with something that I'm grateful for this week. And this week, that is my health. I am very, 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 very grateful for the environment that I've had around the gym community, people who are constantly pushing me to be my better self. But I'm really grateful for my own courage as well to continue to persevere on with these habits of eating nutritious food and hydrating myself. The minute I wake up in the morning now, I'm used to drinking an entire shaker of water and that I actually honestly feel like my brain starts off like a prune. <laughs> and after the, after the shaker of water, when I go for my walks or when I go to the gym, I can actually feel it like turning to a plump grape. <laughs> so if you're wondering sometimes, why do I feel this groggy in the morning? Quite often, it might just be dehydration. Um, so little things like that. But it's taken me a while for my body to actually be reactive to the food, the lifestyle and the hydration that I'm putting into it because it was so inflamed before with all of the nasty habits that I've been you know continuing on uh, ingesting and things like that so this week I'm so so grateful for my health and the energy that I have now to do anything that I want in my day and I prompt you guys to think of one thing that you're grateful for too you'd be surprised at how they can turn your entire day around and tip number one People don't really care as much as we think they do. Now, just to preface this, 
I'm not saying that no one gives a damn about us. I'm saying that when I say people don't really care as much as we think that they do, what I'm saying is that just like how we care about what other people think of us, other people are also busy worrying about what other people think of them. Right? Think of think of a party that we're going to, right? We show up and we are worried that we are not wearing the right clothing, that we don't look the right way. You know, I haven't been my best this week. I'm a bit inflamed, a bit chubby, not my best self. And I'm thinking, mm, should I really go to this party? What will people think of me? All right. And then like imagine like a movie, right? Then the the screen like clicks flicks to the other person in their room looking at themselves in the mirror as well. They're like, I've had a shit week at work. Fuck, I've got a pimple on my face. I've got so many things to do for work tomorrow. Do I actually really want to go to this party? I feel like I'm an absolute mess. Right? <laughs> It's ridiculous how much we, our lives get dictated by what we think that other people might think of us when we should just be going to the party to say, like, I want to have fun. I want to see the people I haven't seen in a while and fuck it if I'm not in my best self tonight. But, you know, I'm just going to show up as is because whenever is life perfect, right? So one of something that I've learned along the way that's really helped me alleviate this sense of what other people think of me is that I've read in a psychology book somewhere that it says people tend to like and dislike other people for the way they make them feel. So for example, um, I think about think about some a friend that you really like. Right, a friend who supports you every time you're around them, you feel good, you're laughing, you're giggling. You know, that friend is bringing out a part of you that you really like, a part of you that you're comfortable being. Maybe it's them taking the limelight and doesn't feel like you need to guide the conversation all the time. Whenever you're with them, you feel like, yeah, you know, we always have a great time. I don't have to, you know, get out of my comfort zone. I'm really happy when I'm around them and we always have lots of fun together. Right. So for the same person, that friend that you really like, for somebody else that's also really talkative and really likes to be the, what you call the star of the show, they might not like them because they might bring out an insecurity in them to say that, hang on a second, I'm the star of the show. Who is this person taking away my limelight? And in, in other words, quote unquote, limelight is taking away the worth that I bring to the, to the circle. Another example would be, think of a family member who you don't like being around. That you don't like being around them because they always bring out your insecurities, always reminding you of what you haven't done, always reminding you of what you should and should not be. For me, that always used to be my mom. <laughs> and that in, in some ways always used to be my dad as well. Right? I never felt my best around them. I never felt like I meant, you know, like nothing I did was ever enough. So it's nothing wrong with the, who they are. It's just that the way that they are with me tends to bring up my insecurities. And hence, I don't seem to like them for that reason. It's got nothing to do with the way they dress, the way they look, and how their week has gone. It's about how they make me feel. So if you're worried about what other people might think of you, maybe start changing the question of what would they think of me into how do I make them feel? When I show up in this conversation, is it more about me or is it more about them? And from what I've learned till now is that everyone wants to feel seen, 
heard and understood. And if we can help someone feel seen, heard and understood, they will feel like they had a great time, like they were understood. And they want they are more likely to want to be in our presence the next time again. So if you do want people to like you, maybe that's that's a more positive and productive way a route sorry to start going down how can I be a better person how can I be a better friend by supporting someone and asking them about their week talking to things that they feel good about reminding them of how amazing they are and encouraging them to do the things that they want to do at the end of the day we have to get into bed with decisions we make so whether we make it for the people we're trying to impress or we make it for ourselves and we end up with the consequences of that. Right? The people who we are trying to impress don't really care how that impacts us when we go to bed at night. It's ultimately our responsibility to make sure that we're doing the right thing by ourselves. And tip number two, consume more positive content. I am a big advocate of creating the environment you wish you had because a lot, a lot of my life, I felt like I never had the environment, I never had the culture, I never had the education to teach me what self-worth was and how, how, my, how capable I was of a, to be able to accomplish anything that I put my mind to, right? So I was always told, you gotta, you got to work hard, there's a mold you need to fit, you need to be good at these subjects in order to be good at anything in life. And you had to go to college, you had to go to uni, you get had to get a repute, quote-unquote reputable job in, in order to be any so, sort of like success in life, right? And for a lot of people that I know, don't fit that mold. So what happens to us? And we just end up feeling like off-cuts. Do we feel less than those people who are getting your, your great A's and doing your master's and going on to be lawyers in life? Well, I, I refuse to just sit back and believe that there was no hope for myself. So somewhere along the line, I decided that I would, I would watch YouTube videos. I would watch motivational speeches. I would watch TED Talks and I would change that even though I didn't have those people around me, I would create an environment for myself where I was listening to those positive things. I was listening to a world that I had selected through social media, digital content. And where I am now, I'm just tracing my steps back. It is because I've been listening to those words and believing in what those people have said that now I would start to believe that there is hope for me too, right? Imagine if we were constantly told that what we said didn't matter or wasn't important. Imagine if we were constantly told that we aren't important because of our gender, our race, or position. But also imagine, what if we were constantly told that success takes hard work and dedication and that anyone can achieve success? What if we are also told that if you treat yourself right, others will start treating you the same way too? And also imagine that if we were constantly told that being alone is unhealthy and that we strive when we are within the right circle of community, how much of a difference would that have impacted the way that you are today? 
I know it's impacted me massively. And so the two, my two favorite ways to ingest positive content is by listening to audiobooks and also by reading. Now I've come, I've come this far. I know I'm still very in the beginning stages of my journey, but I've recently picked up reading, right? Um, for a very long time, I was very resistant to sitting down and read because I felt like it was a waste of time. It was slowing me down and that audiobooks were the way to go. <laughs> and so they were for, for a while, right? That was the best that I knew. So now reflecting, now re- reflecting on what I know now and to share it with you guys, I believe that audiobooks serve a, a really, really good purpose of surrounding yourselves with, with positive, um, a positive environment. So let's say you're going for a walk. If, if you're in a very negative and very emotional place in life, stop listening to sad songs. Stop listening to, to, to songs and to content that encourage you to keep feeling the same way. I know it might feel good, but it's not good for you. <laughs> Start listening to the things and the person that you want to become. Start listening to the content that will give you the skills to become the person that you want to become. And eventually, there's only, there's only let's say, 10 slots of spaces in our brains, right? You can either fill that up with negativity or you could fill that up with productive positivity. So I choose to fill seven of, of the 10 with positive content, audiobooks, teaching me to be a bit more resilient, teaching me about my mental health, teaching me about looking back on my childhood and seeing what happened to me. This is a book by Oprah um, and all those kind of fulfilling, nourishing things from my brain. And two of my favorite podcasts are by Ed Milet and Andy Frisella. They're very similar, but very different. Ed is a very, he interviews a lot, a lot of big names and they're always about productivity, about lessons in life, about their journey to success, a very positive and very nurturing. Whereas Andy is more when I need someone to yell in my ear. When I need someone to yell in my ear and tell me, get off my ass, that's who I go to. <laughs> when I need a little bit more resilience, that's, that's the environment that I'm surrounding myself with. I'm providing myself with a coach that I never had. I'm providing myself with the nurturing encouragement that I never had too. Whereas for reading, I find it more beneficial to read things that I actually want to learn, like things that I really want to soak in into my subconscious and to be able to start using those skills in my life for example what's that how to communicate better things like that and oprah's book of what happened to you which is really reflecting on my childhood and understanding how i am today is just a reflection of what has happened to me those things are really heavy right they're really heavy and they need a bit of pondering they need a bit of thinking they need also require a little bit of applying those things into our life So I find with those types of content, reading actually uh, forces me to slow down, be present in the moment and think about what's being said. Because it doesn't matter how many books we read if it doesn't end up affecting our lives in a positive way. And I want these things to, to really impact me and not have been listened to in vain. So I find that reading really slows me down and really helps those things sink in. So if like again, like I said, if you're in an emotional place in your life, if you're in a negative space in your life, the only way to break the cycle is really to stop thinking, stop ingesting um, negative content and start changing it with positive ones because what you feed, uh, a lot of people say, um, I'm not sure if you guys have heard this before, but you are what you eat. You wear 
uh, in public, what you eat in private. So I believe that's the same thing for our brains, that what we ingest in private is what's going to come out in public as the personality and the person that we really are, right? So start feeding and tapping into those traits and emotions that you want instead. And tip number three, practice praising yourself. This comes from a place where I have been for the last few years of my 20s. I constantly felt like I'm not enough. I haven't done enough. I'm trying harder and harder, but yet I still feel so empty, so empty. So this has been something that I've been working on and I feel like I've come to a place, I'm starting to come to a place where I'm feeling so much better about myself. I feel less stressed and I feel less um, less unworthy at the end of the day because of just a small little tweak in my perception of how I've actually done today and where I get my validation from. So to put it in other words, a lot of us feel like we're never enough. Like no matter how much we get done in a day, it just never seems to satisfy us. Are you running up and down, sending kids off to school, going to work, preparing dinner, doing the groceries and all of that kind of stuff? Or is it that you're doing two jobs and you're also studying and (laughs) you also have to pay rent and you also have a relationship and you've got to take care of your family? There's so many things that we need to do and so many hats and roles that we play in a day, right? But at the end of it, no matter how much we do, how many of you guys actually come home at night going to sleep with a smile on your face saying, I feel so accomplished today? I don't know many people who actually do, to be honest. I feel like the the trend seems to be the more the the person who does the most is most often the person who feels like they have the most left to do. Does that make sense? Um, and I think I've been reflecting, where does this come from, right? It seems like so many people are struggling with this self-worthiness of whether I've done enough today. And that kind of brings out the anxiety in us of like, shit 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 what do i need to do Uh, i've got a million things to do i you know i've got i can't finish everything by five o'clock today but i also don't want to start anything right now i just don't feel like doing anything at all now where does this anxiety come from and i'm thinking that growing up in a society whereas um kids uh, where i'm from in malaysia we were expected to work hard that was the bare minimum that was expected of you you worked hard and only if you got good grades or a great outcome like you've got you know the first second or third place in some sort of competition did you deserve a praise or reward like anything in between was not really recognized and acknowledged so i'm thinking like of course no wonder we don't feel like we're worthy of anything if we don't get that raise we don't get that uh, what do you call it get the relationship that we want we don't earn the amount of money that we that we want to and then of course we would feel a little bit shitty about ourselves we've never been taught to to praise ourselves for doing the smaller things so lately i've been noticing quite a lot with procrastinating i'm like i don't like this feeling of procrastinating i'm like i know it comes back every single day why do i why do i have to accept this as a part and way of life is there any way that i can get around it is there any way that i can make it better so maybe this is something for you as well if do you procrastinate if you do maybe i like to share my little tip and little hack with you um lately i've been feeling so much better and i've been noticing that i'm getting so much more done and at the end of the day i actually really feel good about it which i think is the biggest takeaway for me um so the little hack is if you feel like you've got 10 things on your list just focus 
on the next thing that I need to do. What do I need to do now before I can do anything else? Or what should I do now before I do anything else? And just focus on it. And when you get that done, praise yourself for it. Even if it is, I need to drink a cup of water now, I'm going to go do that first. So just go and get your cup of water and drink it and then praise yourself that I did a good thing. What's the next thing that I need to do? All right, I need to complete this spreadsheet. Then go and just complete that spreadsheet. Complete, complete, complete. Ignore the emails, ignore the calls. Complete, complete, complete. And when you're done with that, oh, I've done a really good job. And then I noticed myself because at work, I'm not sure about you guys, but obviously tailored this to your lifestyle, your work, but I'll get calls in, in the middle of the day, in and out, sometimes important, sometimes not so important. So the ones that are not so important, I'll just say, I'm going to call you right back after I finish this, this spreadsheet. And I know it's only going to take me another five minutes to do that. So I'll continue doing, continue doing my work. And after I finish my spreadsheet, I'll praise myself for it. Fuck, Laura, you've done a good job. All right, what's the next thing I need to do now? Next thing I need to do, I need to call that person back. So then we do that thing. And after the call, I said, holy shit, we are absolutely kicking ass today. We've done three things already. And then as the list goes on and list goes on, by the time it hits five o'clock, more often than not nowadays, I'm finishing most of the things on my list. And I feel like I'm absolutely kicking ass at work. And same thing when coming home as well. I need to, ironically, I need to relax when I come home. <laughs> So I'll say to myself, I'm going to sit myself on the couch and take out my book and I'm going to read 10 pages. When I finish 10 pages, I'm going to praise myself for it. So if to add on top of that, all right, if there's anything that I've learned from building self-worth and self-praise and appreciation is that the most important person that I need to seek validation from is myself. And I would highly, highly recommend that you guys think about what is it that you struggle with in the day to, to get done? What makes you really anxious? What tasks make you feel really anxious? And how can we break them down into small tasks? And how can we start praising ourselves every, after every single task and getting through the day that way? And that's it for today's episode, guys. If you've enjoyed it, if it made you laugh, if you learned something for it from it, please share it with a friend or family member. I'm really trying to grow the, the podcast here. If you guys can help me do that by sharing things that you find genuinely helpful, I would thoroughly appreciate that. And you can find us on Insta at Insta on Instagram <laughs> at BitGoThings underscore podcast at BitGoThings underscore podcast. And that's it for today, guys. I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Bye.